God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, and we equip for that outpouring, so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us again our friend Cheryl Sippers. And if you missed the last time she was with us, you will want to go back and hear it because it's life-changing. But this time, she is going to talk about how to let Jesus launch you into a new supernatural walk with him today, even if you know you have baggage. Welcome to the podcast today. We're just delighted that you are with us. And we're expecting to have a life-changing, impacting time that you are going to leave this podcast changed. You're going to find that Jesus is is greater than you ever knew that he was because of Cheryl's testimony. Cheryl has been through lots of things in her life, and she's going to help us get a new victorious outlook and expectation of what God wants to do in our lives. So she's going to have an exercise for us that will help you to step into a new place, a new supernatural walk, a new level with Jesus that will that will help you and will help you get rid of your baggage so that you can go higher and fulfill your destiny. So before we get started, I just want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.org. If you haven't already done so, and click on that green button to subscribe to our email lists. We have three different lists that you can click on, uh, and you can be on all of them or just one of them for emergency prayer requests or for uh, just general announcements so that you know when when we've launched a new podcast or when we have a sale going on in our bookstore or uh, some event that's coming up. And also our prayer letter list that we send out twice a month where I write a blog and uh, Gene Little writes a blog about Israel, and you just get more of this kind of content from that. Also, if you're wanting some more of what we do, uh, go to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page and tune in, especially on Friday nights. We have Friday night live worship at 7, every, 7 Central Time. Every Friday, Friday night live worship, and sometimes we're engaging with Argentina or some other Latin American country or Spain uh, to have a bilingual service, and we have a, a young adults service on the, the third Friday. The bilingual service is the first Friday of the month, and uh, Jean takes one Friday, and I take one Friday, and who knows? God, God just keeps leading us into wonderful things to get his word out there to grow the body of Christ into our destiny. So Cheryl, welcome to our podcast again. We're delighted to have you with us. I'm delighted to be here. I so enjoyed the last one that we did together and how the Lord just used you to bring a life-changing message out of your own testimony. This is real life. It is real life. It's it's where the rubber meets the road. And if Cheryl can do it, you can do it too. That's that's the the glory of what yes. God does in our lives that that when my life is changed I can tell you what happened to me and you can get a hope and a vision for it happening to you. Yes. And 
having been raised where I didn't see the works of God, I didn't see miracles, signs, and wonders. Mm -hmm. So he was taking me on to a pathway, um, getting me into churches where the gifts of the Spirit were flowing. That's so important. Yes. Because... um, there's so much more to life. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and if you're doing it apart from his spirit, you're not doing it to the way that you, you can be launched. That's true. And you mentioned before we started that the the church you were raised in, the people looked good on the outside. They looked good on the outside. You never saw their pain, their shame, their guilt. You might hear some people talking some stuff, but <laughs> but you we didn't. And they were very good people. Right. Very good people. And good on the outside, for good, sure. Yes, but you never saw, I never heard a testimony, really, yeah. until um, uh, God took me into churches where uh, he was healing, he was delivering, he was loving people out of those broken places that mm-hmm. we've, you know, pretty much everybody's been in some form of brokenness or, yes. you know, that garbage truck yes. vision I had where everybody <laughs> was driving their own personal garbage um, dump truck. And that, you know, that garbage represented us sinning against God, us hurting people, them hurting us. And, and you know, the only one that can empty those garbage trucks is Jesus. Yes. That's mm-hmm. the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As if we had never had it. I have seen miracles of God um, changing lives where you'd think, how can somebody live through that? Because mm-hmm. they were so mm-hmm. horrific. Yeah. But God brought them through. So tell tell just a little bit more about that vision. And and, and that vision, just the background, background story, came after your husband had cheated on you, and then you cheated on him, yes. even though God warned you not <laughs> he to. He warned me not to. And he didn't, his warning was for my benefit. He said, you're going to get hurt worse if, you know, if you go down that path. Well, because I wasn't in a deep relationship with the Lord, I was still trying to get that emotional um, vacuum filled with a person. And mm-hmm. it doesn't work. It it doesn't work because God created a place in in us that can only be met by God. That's true. And people are trying to fill it up with everything else. Right. So how how did this come? So I had cried out to the Lord and said, okay, Lord, I want to know you. I I know you in my head, having been raised by a Bible teacher and having it every day where dad questioned us. Praise the Lord. I sure appreciate it now. But um, so I was crying out to Lord, I want to know you in my heart. Mm-hmm. I want to know you're real for me personally. So I cried out and I said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to date you for a year. Meaning I was going to spend a year to really seek him to know him. And I said, I want to see you like Moses saw you. And I want to know you like Moses wanted to know you. And so from that point, I started having open visions of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that one, the first one I had was that long road of life. Everyone driving that garbage dump truck each person their own because they're getting their own garbage. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus was the answer. He was on the side of the road beckoning people, beautiful smile, beckoning them to him and that sign next to him that said, free land, fill, free dumping. And that's the gospel of what he did. But we have to go to him because right. I didn't at first. I was so angry and bitter. I said, what do you have to smile about, Jesus? And I kept driving that dump truck, <laughs> getting more and more garbage until it was literally affecting my health. You hang on to unforgiveness. It's not hurting the other person. It's hurting you. It's true. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's it's like drinking a cup of poison, hoping the other person will die from it. Right. (laughs) And so um, when I finally, uh, you know, welcomed Jesus into my truck and moved over into the passenger seat and he got into the driver's seat, he became not just savior of my life. He's already my savior, but he became Lord of my life. And Mm, I saw that I could trust him in that because he wasn't looking at me in condemnation for just disobeying what he had told me not to do. Instead, he was looking at me with his perfect love, drawing me into that, oh, that tremendous, perfect love. And I will tell you this, that he started to train me in prayer. And uh, I got a job at Home Depot, customer service. They told me they, they weren't going to hire anybody who wouldn't work any of the seven days. And, uh, I said, well, I'm not going to work on Sundays. That's my day with the Lord and, um, going to worship and so forth. And, and so he said, well, we can't hire you. And I said, if God wants me here, I'll be here. (laughs) Two weeks later, the Lord said, call him back. And I did. And, um, he said, well, in two days, we're having a, a job fair. Why don't you come? We hit it off, this HR manager and myself. And uh, he asked the department of, because uh, the one that God laid on my heart was customer service. He went and asked the head of that department if it was okay if I didn't work on Sundays. And she said, yes. Wow. And I'm telling you, I had so, so many testimonies of how God moved. Wow. Amazing testimonies, witnessing to Muslims, witnessing to atheists, witnessing to Jews. Even one woman, um, I was talking to her, trying to help her as I was headed back to the break room. And I had just come back from a mission trip to Africa. Hmm. It was my first one. And God had told me like three years before I went that I was going to be going to Africa to help AIDS orphans. And um, I saw the Bible come to life. I've read it all my life, faithfully, praise the Lord. But <laughs> what I saw, like Pastor Daniel, our interpreter and our guide in Swaziland, he um, he had been working in the coal mines. He got black lung disease. Mm. He was oh. at death's door, and the Lord healed him supernaturally and said, you're going to be my minister. Wow. He only had a second grade education, never learned English, and spoke it perfectly wow god gave him the language wow that's awesome we were in a remote mountainous area and we were bringing meals like for a week and um we're thinking maybe a hundred people max because it's remote oh no we had like 450 show up (laughs) we weren't prepared so now it's praying for multiplication of loaves and fishes Also, they had healing service, and the presence of God was so strong that we we didn't have to lay hands on people. They were getting healed with Hallelujah. the presence Just of God. Presence. That's, all, that's wonderful. Yes. And so wow. here I had been asking to know God, you know, when I had that experience with him, but I'm seeing him like he, uh, like I've read over and over in the Bible about him, you know, and... Also, we had care packages. We did not have 450 care packages. But somehow, every person ended up with a care package. I love it. Wow. And so these supernatural moves of God, and um, it was it really got to me. So that when I went back to working at 
Home Depot and I'm witnessing <laughs> to this Jewish woman, but I didn't know she was Jewish, but I was witnessing to her about the the healings and I was telling her about how I got healed and had a vision of Jesus being scourged and he tells me I'm going to be healed. Did I deserve to be healed? No. That came on me because I disobeyed him. But God, <laughs> in his grace and mercy, he had to show me that this is grace and mercy. It is, it is not something it says in Romans. Um, I believe it's Romans eight thirty two, that says, if he spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, why would he not also with him freely give us all things? Mm-hmm. So he's getting to know God and know his heart and his heart to help people. Yes. And so I'm talking to this woman, I'm giving her testimonies and she goes, Wow. And she goes, I'm Jewish. And I said, oh. And she tells me her mother is in the hospital, been in for five months, not able to eat, and they couldn't find out what was wrong with her. Mm. I said, well, can I go to the hospital and pray for her? She said, yes. (laughs) So I went to the hospital, laid hands on her, and um, prayed for her. And uh, a couple weeks later, I, I meet Gay, her daughter, in the Home Depot again. I said, how's your mom? And she said, my mom was able to eat for the first time last night. She ate pizza. Wow. So we exchanged numbers. And then it wasn't too long after that, I knew in my spirit that something was up with her mother. Not good. So I called Gay, and she said, thank you for calling me. I couldn't find your phone number. The attendant took my mother to the bathroom in the hospital and let go, and my mother fell, hit oh. her head, oh, no. and was in a coma Oh no! At, at death's door. And so I said, okay, I'll go pray for her again. So I went, and now I'm, I'm new at this. <laughs> God is walking me through this. But so I said, I go to the hospital, and the, fam- the whole family, Jewish family, is in the room. And I said, God, I am so sorry. I'm just not there yet. I said, um would you please clear the room? And the doctor comes in right then with Gay and says, let's have a family meeting in the hallway. So (laughs) just immediately answers that prayer where I was at. Wow. And so I laid hands on her and prayed for her. And she was very combative, moaning and groaning. And like Mm. she was fighting in her comatose state. And um, I believe it was... She was fighting the demonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and so when I laid hands on her and started to speak the peace of the Lord Jesus over her, she just got so quiet and calm. And this beautiful smile wow. came on her face. Wow. And I knew she was seeing Jesus. How did I know that? Because when I went to leave the room and the whole family came back in, Jesus was in the doorway. Wow. Oh, wow. He was in the doorway. He had come to take her personally and make himself known, and he did it through my being there and praying. Wow. That's how wow. important it is to step into your destiny. Launch, let God launch you into it, because he'll take you on an adventure. I used to, I still read, but I used to read like four books a day. Oh, wow. I love to read. Even from the time I was little, it was like an escape thing for me. Mm-hmm. And so... um <laughs> I read every adventure book I could get my hands on, you know, and and now I'm living that adventure Glory with the Lord. Wow. You know, God. when uh, my second husband started to, um, you know, we I went through the abuse with him, but God was training me. Mm-hmm. You and know, if, and if you if you didn't hear that podcast, go back and oh, find my it, goodness, because that that will be life changing for you to listen to. Yes. So before 
Mike was killed by that drunk driver. This is my second husband. When he was killed by that drunk before he was, God told me, you're going back on the mission field. I hadn't been since 2007 when I went to Africa and saw the Bible come to life. And I never got to tell him that I was going to Indonesia with World, World Mission Alliance. And so um, he died and within a month's time after he died, now I'm dealing with a lot of things because it was criminal because of you know the drugs and alcohol of the woman that um, had, was responsible for his death. But so I'm having, I'm dealing with all these things and he didn't have a will. Mm-hmm. I'm stripped of house, land, bank account and husband in one day. So here I am, but the Lord, he I didn't sleep for six days straight after Mike was killed. Not wow. because of grief. There was some grief, but because the Lord was showing me my future. Hmm. He was showing me on platforms all over the world Wow! to, yeah. to speak of his love. Beautiful. And when I spoke of his love, I saw what, what, it coming out of my mouth as seeds of love. And I saw people getting their hearts healed and then their bodies started to get healed. I believe mm-hmm. there's people on the line right now. God is pouring out his love on you right now. Mm. And you are getting healed yes, in your wounded hearts. Yes. Lord. And then your bodies are coming into healing right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whoa, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Thank you, Lord. And so um, I was having, within a month after uh, his death, I was having these open visions of beautiful beaches and palm trees. I said, Lord, I'm going to Florida for a rest. He goes, no, you're going to Indonesia. (laughs) I said, I forgot. And all I had to deal with, I had to take a job. I was in the job I was in. I had to go full time. I mean, I was dealing with property. I was dealing with so much stuff. But anyway. <laughs> and animals. And animals. Yeah. Yes. Uh, six cats and two very large dogs. And so, um, anyway, so I said, I do not have the heart or the time to fundraise, Lord. You make the way I commit to go. Within two weeks, I had all the money. Wow. And wow. went to Indonesia and saw God move powerfully. Hallelujah. And then from that point, I was going on mission trips regularly, and I worked for a man and his wife as a manager for storage units who also did like three mission trips a year to Central America. And so he said, whenever you need off, just let us know. Wow, that's wonderful. Yes. (laughs) And I didn't didn't have benefits in the natural, but God had them for me. So when I didn't work for a month because of dealing with, you know, with with the death issues, my boss and his wife, they paid me as if I had worked it. Wow. Wow. Yes. And so. Favor. Yes. So things were happening where God was taking care of me and even, you know, paying for my trip. I've had several of my mission trips now completely paid for. Praise God. And uh, he just tells me where I'm going. But he also, (laughs) when I go to these different nations and he has a word for every nation. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he shows me what's going to happen. And I literally see heaven open and the angels waiting from the word from the Lord over the nations. So if you're on this line and you're from different nations, I'm telling you, you're on God's radar. Amen. He cares. And he's shown me nations that he are going to become his. They're going to be sheep nations. He's shown me um, 
like tell, I said tell before. That, tell that vision. Tell that vision. Where where you were and uh, oh about the sheep nations. Okay, so I was in Macedonia and Serbia uh, in the spring of last year, and I couldn't go on any mission trips when COVID hit, and so that was the first one that opened up, and God told me to go, and um, it, that was so supernatural too. the The trip was paid for, but also so much money came into my hands. And the Lord said, uh, and then a brother in the Lord came to visit a pastor and he prophesied and said, the reason so much money's coming into your hands, God's going to use you to help start an orphanage. Wow. So mm-hmm. anyway, so when I get to the Macedonia was the first one. Well, get this. So they were canceling airplanes, you know, the right and left. So I had prayed, Lord, if my airplanes you know schedule needs to be changed in location please change it well he answered that and then i found out i was going to be coming into macedonia at midnight the only Mm. one in a nation that's now shut down again Mm. and i was like lord that's just that's not okay i'm not going to drive two hours from that airport i'm i don't want to do that so i get stopped in the zurich airport and they tell me I can't go through Vienna to get to Macedonia. I said, uh, excuse me. They said, we're, we're going to have to send you home. Huh? Oh, send my. you home? I said, no, I'm meeting people in Macedonia. And so they're like, no, you're going to have to go home. They go and get the security police for the airport. And they take me downstairs to the security area. Here's all these security personnel. And they're making me sign paper that they can send me home. I signed it because I knew I wasn't going home. <laughs> so I started so to speak. <laughs> no, I started to speak favor over myself. Mm-hmm. I have the favor of God. I have favor with God and with man. Mm-hmm. From that point, they started bending over backwards to help me. Wow! They found me a ticket through Istanbul the next day. <laughs> mm. So I said, well, where am I going to stay tonight? They said, we have a hotel upstairs. You can stay there. I said, wow. how much is it going to cost? They said, we're putting you in there for free. Oh, and they wow. gave me That's food favorite. vouchers. Wow. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's favor. So, yes, that's God's favor. And then they said, we're going to have somebody meet you up at the hotel, walk you down, print off your ticket. They did that. Walked me on the plane. I was the first person on the plane. <laughs> oh, there was gosh. another gal who was on a mission trip overseas for the first time that also went through the same thing, except she didn't know about favor. So she wasn't speaking it. Oh my. Or laying hold of it. And she did not have the same treatment as I did. Wow. They did not put her in the hotel. They did not pay for her food. And I just thank God for how good wow. he is. God you is just so obey. And, and I knew and I wasn't were, going home. And you were operating in the love of God. I was operating in the love of God. You have to be letting the, the love of God exude from you. Yes. Because he lives inside of you. He does. And you live inside of him. And and when he's taking me on these different um, international trips, I always have an expectancy for him to show up and show out. Yeah. To mm. be God. Yeah. The big God he is. Mm-hmm. And that he's going to... I mean, I've seen people healed of cancer and... Um, one lady had a in I think she was the one in Serbia that had the a tumor the size of a football inside. Oh my! And we asked her if she knew where she was going when she died, and she said, "Yes, hell." Uh-oh. And we're like, she it was so like, I'm and so I I said, "Why do you think that's where you're going?" Because she said, "I don't deserve to go to heaven." 
because mm-hmm. oh. there's a lot of people that have that mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, the other gal on the team, she's walking through the salvation story, drawing it out so that the woman could get it. And you could see the light come on in her eyes and her husband, who was a believer, standing by her. Mm-hmm. Wow. And she ends up giving her life to Jesus. Then I prayed for her and she got healed. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So the God's doing what he showed me he was going to do. He loves people. Mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't want them held bound. He's trying to get people into heaven. Yes. it's not, You know, people say, well, I can't believe in a God that would send people to hell. He's not sending anybody to hell. They make that yeah, choice. They send themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's their choice. He made the way for every person to be saved and That's be true. with him forever in heaven. And let me tell you this. I had a vision in heaven and I've had many encounters going to heaven. And the first one I had, I saw every tribe, tongue, and nation, as it talks about in the book of Revelation in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I saw them worshiping. They were all worshiping in these different, um, it sounded like languages, but it was so perfectly in harmony. It Mm -hmm. was absolutely beautiful. And every person looked like they had a light bulb on the inside with joy. (laughs) Like I called it radiant joy. They were just, it was just coming out of them as they were spontaneously worshiping the Lord. And then I saw this big gate. It was like all pearl. And and this gate opened. And I tell you, what, I called it the river of love. There was nowhere you could walk in heaven where you were not touched by his amazing love. Mm-hmm. And it gave you the greatest experience of well-being you can ever imagine. Mm. If you don't know Jesus yet, ask him to come into your heart and life because mm-hmm. it will be it will be the desire of his heart and he'll bring you into that place of intimacy, knowing your identity and your destiny. It's wonderful. So, um, when I went to Macedonia the first morning, early in the morning, it was still dark out. I, Jesus appeared to me and he said, follow me. Well, he, I followed him and he took me to a hill and I was looking over I could see two countries. I could see Macedonia and I could see Serbia. And I saw all these lost, broken, messed up, wounded sheep running amok. They were people and that don't know Jesus. And I saw Jesus drawing them to himself. And then the Lord said, I am making Macedonia and Serbia sheep nations. Beautiful. Mm. And so that was the word he gave me. And when they put me on a platform, that's the word I shared again. I saw the angel, the heavens opened. I saw the angels waiting for the word from the Lord to go do it. And um, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. That's how powerful words are. You go on this journey with the Lord and you get into his word where his word becomes your word Mm -hmm. because it's so inside of you. Let me give you a testimony of I had a, I was doing a 21 day fast for the church, the bride of Christ. And before I even, I mean, that first night I had a vision and in the vision, I saw this little steepled church and I saw inside the church, I saw a minister and his wife that I'm, I'm related to. And I saw this storm outside. I mean, it was dark. It was coming down in sheets. The wind was so strong. It was flooding. And the in the roof of the church was a leak. And it was coming through. And the leak was, um, it wasn't a little drip. It was like a stream of water coming in. Mm-hmm. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, my people are not ready for what's about to come. Wow. 
And I believe what he showed me is the reason they're not ready is they have not drawn close to him in relationship and they don't know the word. Mm -hmm. When in 2018, he had me in Haggai for seven months straight. That's only two chapters. (laughs) He showed me the shaking of the nations that was coming. Well, what are we in now? The shaking of the nations. He said it would be seen who stands on me in my word and who does not. Wow. And boy, are we not seeing that? Seeing like a like a great falling away. Yes, you yeah. Know, that's what we're because people were raised to go to church, but not to be the children of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're doing something that they think is giving them a way into eternal life with the Lord. But many, I had a vision about that too. I saw many; they d- had no relationship with the Lord. Wow! I saw them going to hell. Yeah. Wow. That's what happens. I, yes. Jesus said, I never, never, I knew, never you. knew you. And so that made me weep. So as weeping for those souls, open their eyes of understanding. Yes. And that's my, you know, you know, honestly, if I watch a football game, I really like football. If I watch a football game, I start asking for souls yes. mm. of everybody right. that's there and everybody's that's watching. Mm-hmm. And I can feel the Lord mm. moving to yes. do it because I believe those stadiums are going to be filled with people. And we're going to see our supernatural God at work. Yes. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Yes. Praise Hallelujah. the Lord. I mean, Hallelujah. praise the Lord. And um, we're in it. You know, it's we're in an amazing time if you're following the Lord, if you're seeking him. It's true. But if you're not, the shaking that's happening, I mean, like God, open their eyes. Amen. Open their eyes to know you. Yes. So God has taken me on this journey where I'm having these encounters with him. Okay. And and so I also, I was at a meeting at Global Outpouring and this gentleman, um, which I had seen him before at Tim Bloom, mm-hmm. laid hands on me. I went down on the floor in the spirit, but when I came forward, I mean, when I, I was like raised up by Jesus, Jesus literally picked me up and took me to Pakistan. Okay, now, was that in the body or out of the body? Because your body was lying there on the floor, right? Yes. Jesus took you to Pakistan. Yes, and I saw this. um, uh, Well, I'll get more to that. So I saw this man, and he was filthy. His clothes were torn and dirty, and he was missing his right arm from uh, about halfway down below the elbow. Um, His whole arm, he looked like he had leprosy. And so Jesus took me over to him. And I know it's not me. I know it's the healing of Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, it says in his word. So when I put my hand over his that stump of his arm, it was Jesus with me that was moving through my hand to bring healing. And it immediately, his his arm grew out. Amen. And his hand. Amen. And then Jesus picked me up and he took me into a Bedouin camp in Israel. Mm -hmm. And in Israel... Uh, they brought to me a, and see, this is the thing. I, I, it's part of what I don't understand because they saw me. So um, I may, my body may have been on the floor, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in Jasper, Arkansas, but um, they saw me. And so they brought me this little boy and he was, I'd say he was probably about four years old, a very beautiful young boy, straight, dark hair and dark eyes. And, but he was missing part of his lip and his cleft palate. Mm -hmm. So I just 
went with him. And remember, Jesus is with me in this. I put my hand over his mouth and immediately he was healed. It grew back. Hallelujah. And then they brought a baby and this baby was in a blanket and the fever was so high. I mean, it was high. And when they put that baby in my arms, (laughs) the baby was instantly healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Then Jesus picked me up and took me into Cambodia. He put me in a, a... I don't know what you want to call it, but it was kind of a dingy building, but it had like 10 very thick, dark black curtains on one side and 10 on the other. I didn't know where I was. And then on the first curtain that I was going to go open, there was double doors there. And I didn't see anybody, so I opened the curtain. This is very hard. I open the curtain and I see a little girl. She's about four years old. She has no clothes on. She's drugged and she's being trafficked for sex. Mm. And I was so grieved in my heart and I picked her up and I saw Holy Spirit moving over her, hovering over her to bring healing. And I gently put her back down. I came out of that curtain to go to the next curtain and a guy comes through the uh, double doors, a Cambodian man, and he went to stop me and I put my hand up. And when I put my hand up, I saw what looked like a bolt of lightning came out of my hand and hit him and mm. knocked him out. Glory wow. to God. And this is new to me. But um, anyway, so I go into the next curtain. And when I pulled that, that curtain open, there was a little boy about 18 months old. Again, no clothes on. He's drugged, being used for sex. And I'm telling you, the lion of the tribe of Judah of Yeshua himself came out of my innermost being in righteous anger. And I this roar came out of my innermost being and everybody in there heard it. And men came out of those rooms where they've been using these children so despicably and they came out. Some had no clothes on, some had a little bit of clothes on, but then these four guys came through the double doors trying to stop me and I just put my finger up and I'm telling you the spirit of the fear of the Lord was so strong in that building and on me to to uh, bring it to them and I said in the name of Jesus if you touch me or one of these children ever again you're going to die it was a judgment and the spirit of the fear of the Lord hit every one of them so strong I said cry out to Jesus for mercy and they all went face down and when they went face down, they were crying to live because that's how strong the fear of the Lord was. Praise God. Mm. And then I was crying out to the Lord. I've never been to Cambodia. I don't know what to do with these children. What do I do with these children? God had already spoken to a woman. She comes in. She looked like she was from America with short white hair. I could see the Jesus love all over her. She had young Cambodian women with her and she came in and they, they were told of the Lord to come and get these children. And they did. Wow. Yes. I, I mean, that. yes. Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah. And within one month of that happening, I met two other women that God did something similar with them, although it wasn't real young children like with me. Um, when, uh, and one of them had was shot at, <laughs> and she had the bullet go across the top of her head where you could see where it had, and because he wanted her to know this is real. This is a God assignment. So it, that the bullet so the bullet scraped the top of her head and left a mark and she showed me 
so that we would both know this is not a dream. This is not a vision. This is reality. The yes. Lord is coming in in a mighty way. Mm-hmm. He's looking for those. You know, it says in Daniel chapter 11, I believe, mm-hmm. those that know their God will do great exploits with That's him. That's right. That's right. And so um, he wants to get all of us to that place. Exactly. Yeah. Even if we have baggage. Even if we have abuse or baggage. Or oh, garbage. my goodness. Some of the most powerful people I've seen... Um, <laughs> are people who have gone through some of the hardest pain in places. It's true. I mean, it's amazing that God comes in. Yeah. Yes, because he is the Savior, and the Savior isn't just a um, helping you to be saved for eternity. A Savior is somebody that comes to save where you need saving. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well put. Yes. Well put. Well, do you need help in uh, healing? Do you need help in finances? Do you need help in relationships? Right. You know, God, so my first two marriages were hard. And when God prophesied he was bringing me a prince for a husband, I was focusing on the husband part, not the prince heart <laughs> part. <laughs> and so I am like wrestling with the God over it. And then when I went to China, I got a word through the Chinese pastor. He was preaching on marriage, and he started with a word from the Lord for me. And the Lord said, the past is in the past. The future will not look like the past. Hallelujah. And I knew then. And from that point, I knew God was bringing me a prince. He brought that prince for a husband. I met him May 12th, and we are married August 14th. And yeah. he wow. has been extraordinary man of God. I have never laughed so much. It's like something inside of me was locked up from my childhood, the laughter. Mm. And God has used this man, John, to to open up that childlike fun and laughter that I've not had. Wow. You've been set free. I've been set free. Yeah. It's a journey, isn't it? It is a journey. And it starts with garbage. Yes. <laughs> starts with a garbage truck that has to be dumped and only Jesus can do it. And only you can go to him to have it done. I had to go to him. I refused at first because I was so hurt and wounded, hanging on to that pain in those wounds for years until um, that's when I asked to know him and he gave me that vision of the dump truck, garbage mm. truck. Beautiful. Wow. Yes. Beautiful. So what should our listeners do today? Before they put their head on their pillow tonight, what do they need to do to help them get from the garbage truck or wherever they are in their walk into the next level where they can begin to operate in the supernatural? So I have gotten that question over and over. And I will say the first thing is I had the TV on or radio or noise constantly and when I went to um, so-called date God, get to know him for a year, and I, um, the Lord spoke to me and he said, turn everything off. Mm-hmm. He said, just sit and wait on me. It took three weeks where I thought I was going to go nuts from the quiet. Uh-huh. It's like I had a ringing wow. in my ears, you know, like where you listen to a seashell, mm-hmm. where you hear the waves in the seashell. It was like I was hearing noise in the quiet. Nothing was turned on. Mm. And so it took three weeks before I could sit there and just listen. Then the Lord, time no longer had the same meaning. I would look at the clock and 12 hours had passed. I would look at the clock, eight hours had passed. Mm. He was taking me into my childhood way back and showing me lies I took 
from the pits of hell like I would not be I was not loved would not be loved would never be loved that and was that, the lie that you heard that was the lie I heard because of something my parents did and I and that's when I heard the enemy say they didn't love me mm. and I'm an identical twin they were doing things for my identical twin but not for me and I keep hearing that lie it's because they don't love you wow and so my choices I was making was out of that lie. And many, you know, of us will hear, particularly I think women will hear those lies. But there again, when you start to draw close to the Lord, you start to know whose voice you're hearing. There you go. Because mm-hmm. there's many voices out there. Yes. Many. Mm-hmm. And many are coming through the TV. And let me tell you this. So God told me to stop what we had been watching on TV and because I was divorced and I was the now leader in the house. The only daughter I had at home was freshman. um, She was a senior in high school. And so I told her, we're no no longer going to watch that stuff because God was telling me. God went through all my music, all my movies. Mm -hmm. He said, don't sell it. Don't give it away. Destroy it. Mm -hmm. He said, there's so much darkness in it. Mm. So she was watching i'd come home from work and she'd be watching what i told her she couldn't watch anymore which i understand because she'd been allowed all up to that point Mm -hmm. you know and so finally i said lord she's not listening to me you're her father you take care of it and the tv blew out oh (laughs) it blew out for six months a neighbor boy fixed it and the thing is during that six months there was no fighting at all between her and myself wow none wow that's how there's things that are coming out of our TVs, out of music. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, God showed me, darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when the TV came back on, when I looked at the TV, I literally saw demons coming out of the TV. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Even on some of the Disney channels. Oh, especially. You know, and you're just like, oh, Lord. And he said, it's it's gotten so dark, you know, mm-hmm. and so you have to be very careful what you're letting your kids and yourself watch. So this is part of the of what to do is you need to turn off the darkness, tune it out and start seeking the Lord. Get into his word. Let him speak to you because he will and ask him to, Mm -hmm. you know, I did. And, um, and another important thing is when you can, you can give your heart to the Lord. When you make that confession and you mean it from your heart and say, Lord, Take me to where you want me. It says in Psalm 139, David's talking about his God book, that Mm -hmm. God had written every page of that book before there was one yet lived on the earth. God has God books for every one of us, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to come into being unless we're seeking the Lord and um, we're renewing our minds. Yes. So we, it's, that's a must. And then, um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so important. Yes. Mm-hmm. When, yes. you know, I read the Bible every day pretty much my whole life, but I, it was so hard. When I got baptized in the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, I'm telling you, I got an understanding of mm-hmm. the word that I had never had. Yeah. I yeah. got, when I could pray things and see things, mm-hmm. a lot of seeing is in worship or in praying in tongues. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and God took me to a place of being a seer. So I see things that are happening in the earth. He's taken me to the war rooms of heaven, of America and Israel. And I've seen them. I've seen how it works. 
I've seen how our prayers go to the Father, and then Father brings them to the to Jesus. And then I saw the twenty four elders around the the in the war rooms of America and Israel, and I saw um, how those prayers were being effective. Beautiful. And how they were strategizing and using those prayers. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. But how do you get there? You have to start seeking the Lord. Yes. You have to start wanting him more than you want anything else. Do you want to be entertained? Where is that going to get you for eternity? That's right. right yeah. You know, there's a verse that says, put eternity in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, our days are few in number here remember, on earth. I remember hearing a statement. Someone said that, you know, the kids live for three things, fun, food, and entertainment. And sad to say, it's a lot of adults too. Yes. Yeah. Well, they they grew up, they grew up into adult bodies, but they didn't grow up in their soul yet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, but the thing is, it's, it's amazing to me. So I'm raised by a Bible teacher, having it every day, but I'm not living for the completely for the Lord, because mm-hmm. I haven't made Him Lord. If He's Savior, I want to be saved, but I'm not um, giving my life to Him every part of my life. So, because he loves us and cares about every part of our life. Mm -hmm. He wants a blessing on every part of our life, but you can shut him out in an area of your life, Mm -hmm. like the sexual area of your life. You can shut him out of that and you aren't going to get your princess or your prince because you're making your own decisions. Wow. He's not in any part of it. Wow. And you wonder why it doesn't work. And I would work with women coming out of prison and addictions, teaching them the word of God. And over and over, it, they, it'd be going to another guy and another guy and another guy. I said, okay, think about this. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not plugged into the love source, which is God himself, how do you expect them to love you the way the Lord wants you to be loved? It's sure not can. going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. So, ma- so many people want to be loved, but they're not going to be loved the the way that God wants to pour out his love on them if they're not seeking him, the love source. Mm -hmm. It's very true. Very true. Yeah. So would you pray those things Mm -hmm. into our listeners so that they can get this step-by-step thing from the Holy Spirit as you pray? Lord, I ask that every person that's listening to this podcast, um, that you would lay hold of them. You would draw them. It says that um, no one comes to you until you draw them. And it says, if, if we draw near to you, Lord, you will draw near to us. And But it's first you that's doing that drawing. So, Lord, I pray that you would so move in the heart of people. Give them such a hunger and thirst for you and your word. Above yes, everything Lord. around them in the natural, give them a hunger and thirst for you and your word. A hunger to know you, to have an intimate love relationship with you, to know the one that loves them perfectly, not in condemnation, but perfect love. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for helping people to come forward and get their garbage emptied by you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And just turn it over and let go and not let it poison them anymore, because that's one of the biggest steps to start with. And again, not to judge others. Because that's like taking the people's garbage and putting it into ourselves. Because yes. God says, judge not lest you be judged. Condemn not lest you be condemned. Forgive or you will not be forgiven. Is This is so important on the steps to drawing close to the Lord. And then getting quiet. Lord, help them to get quiet. Turn off the distractions, the noise. Mm-hmm. Lord, give them a spiritual discerning so that they know 
what's from you and what is not. What's coming out of their music? What's coming out of their books? What's coming out of their magazines? What's coming out of the TV or even the big screen? Lord, that they'll mm-hmm. see it. Open their eyes to see yes, the spirit Lord. realm, Lord. Yes, Lord. And how much darkness is in the world today through those things. Mm. Thank you, Father. Mm. If there's anybody that's been in churches that have condemned you and judged you and hurt you, I pray healing right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Remember, that wasn't the Lord doing that to you. That's right. Don't shove him to the side because of what other people have done in his name. That's right. Come to him. All you who we are weak, all who are hungry and thirsty, come to him. He is the fountain of living waters. He will fill you up. He will, <laughs> he will impart to you life. And he'll impart his love that brings the healing, yes. that brings the help, yes, Lord. that brings what you need. Thank you. Thank Lord. you, Lord, for every person that's going to listen to this podcast, Lord. Bless them. Surprise them, Lord. Yes. And make yourself real to them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. Mm -hmm.